You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And it's the Oz Network once again. We are back, and we are, I think, officially into the the home straight here of season five of Nick Tucker's season five, episode nineteen, Manny Scarrett, uh, first aired on the tenth of February two thousand and nine. Um, and this one was uh, directed by Dirk Kraft. That actually doesn't really sound like a real name, but uh, sorry, Dirk, if you're listening. Um, but uh, an interesting episode here, some some fun stuff to talk about for sure. Um, probably a few things we're going to moan about on this, but uh, we'll talk about it all as we always do. I'm Nick, and uh, you broke your neck trying to stuck your dick, didn't you? Well, and my name is Ben, and I spent almost all day in my apartment with my dick in my mouth. So, so that kind of answers my question. Yeah, just just a bit. Yes, if you if you need to know the truth, yeah. um, you know, you press me on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just answer your own question. But uh, I don't know what you think about this episode. Um, what, before I get your take on it, the kind of big big picture take on it, I suppose. Um, I guess I will say that this has got a couple of things going for it, and that uh, there's no Julia in this episode, of course, because we talked about that uh, she's not back until quite a way into season six that's when we'll see her next uh there's no liz in this episode um after what happened at the end of last episode so um i think there's a chance of us kind of getting back to a bit more sean and christian um bringing some of those other kind of minor characters that we enjoy like kimber um and a bit of matt and yeah so i think there's um you know we're not loving the second half of the season five but i think this is one of those ones that it, it kind of delivers the the people that we like watching so um in that regard i think there is some fun stuff to watch well i actually surprised myself in quite enjoying this episode um i think that you know you go into these episodes with low expectations that things can surprise you and um i mean this is sadly the last appearance we'll have of aiden bradley cooper um but yeah i mean there's there's a lot going on in this episode that just really feels like classic nip tuck and i think it does take the removal of liz at the moment uh, to kind of do that. And again, it's nothing against Liz. We love Liz. But just at this present time in Nip Tuck, we're not loving Liz just because of this stupid storyline with Christian. So, yeah, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Um, and I actually surprisingly have a lot of positive things to say about this episode, believe it or not. Yeah, well, I think I'm definitely there with you and, and probably for the things that we've pointed out here. Um, yeah, and obviously we get uh, Bradley Cooper's character back. We get um, uh, Kimber back. And I think that, you know, we get into some of that fun territory. We've also got a, a fun kind of um, titular character for this one as well. So I think there is lots to enjoy here. I'm sure we're going to find some stuff to nitpick as we always do. Um, there's some kind of quite touching scenes in this one as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to kind of jump on in and we get on into it. Um, I don't know why, but I seem to be noticing the previously on stuff a lot more than potentially i was um earlier on in the show's run and and this is one of those ones that's got like such a long three minutes previously on and i guess because we're kind of going yeah yeah and we're kind of you know we're going on to you know a number of things that we you know potentially have not been keeping track of over the last few episodes so they kind of feel the need to update us on some of that stuff and remind us that this happened and um yeah it just feels like there's a lot of information i'm not sure that it was all needed um i think by the time you get to um episode 19 of season five um as we talked about we're kind of into the last quarter of the show's run i think you can probably just trust that the viewers you've got have been with you since the start by now or they've caught up somewhere along the road the road and you probably don't need to give them all this information because they've probably seen it or they remember it or you know they'll they'll quickly remember when they get reminders of it in the episode so it just feels like it's probably something you didn't need all that stuff to be kind of thrown at you um before the show starts that's my take on it anyway i i think it's maybe 
purely on the fact that you know we have come into this second half of the season basically a year late uh year after what happened at the end of sort of part one so to me it's you know i mean i agree with everything you're saying but you know, it could just be a case of because it was essentially a year since everything happened with Colleen and the guys getting stuffed and, you know, Bradley Cooper's been fired because of sleeping with Eden, you know, I think kind of it's just purely there because of that one-year gap in between these two halves of the season. If this was just, you know, week to week and we didn't have that gap, I don't think we would have had this as long as it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of kind of reminding people and catching people up on it. Um, so, yeah, it's not something I hate. Um, it, but, you know, I think it probably could have been done in a slightly sk- more skillful way. But, uh, yeah, we're, I'm not going to get too too caught up in the details here. We kind of head on into um, Manny Scarrow. Like, I always quite like when the episode actually kind of starts with our titular character because it means we're probably going to get a little bit more into that character or that story arc. You know, sometimes when they come in at the 10-minute mark or, you know, even kind of the 15-minute mark, you, you kind of know you're not going to get a lot out of them because there's just not a lot of time in the show to do it by that point. Whereas we get this guy first up, you know, is the first thing we see after that previously on. Um, and, you know, we kind of um, hear his backstory that he's a, first off, he's a creepy looking guy, I've <laughs> got to say. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so he's a, he's a yoga instructor, um, can, you know, can contort himself into all sorts of different um, positions um, and he has rather a large penis as well so he's able to uh, give himself a blowjob which you know this feels like a very classic nip tuck story um, that on the face of it just makes you laugh um, so yeah and, and he wants a penis reduction which um, you know the doctors kind of talk him through is not something that's um, a common thing that most guys with big dicks don't don't feel the need to to want to have that reduced so it's not a common surgery so they're going to have to go away and do some research on it so I think it's quite a nice setup here. The, the character's good. I like we kind of get them rolling around on the ground, kind of showing them. And, you know, like I always think the rule in, in kind of TV shows and movies is show, don't tell. And, and this is a really good example of where they do that well. Yeah. Uh, this guy is uh, Misha Collins. If you're a 24 fan, he was uh, Alexis Drazen in the first season of 24. So uh, just for those playing at home, we seem to... Um, reference 24 a lot, um, through, I think, most of our hoes on this show being, uh, hosts. That sounded like I said hoes. Um, being fans <laughs> of 24. Hoes as well. We're all hoes. Um, but yes, I love this setup. Um, you know, with the reaction of Sean and Christian, particularly when Christian's there and he's saying, like, oh, you know, I know what it's, the Manny says, like, oh, you've all tried at least once. And he kind of just looks and he goes, this close. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, looks <laughs> yeah, at Sean yeah. like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's, this is kind of what I think is good about this episode. It is, like, as you said, it's good when we get these people sort of straight away at the beginning and it's, it's a very classic setup and it's just this storyline, you know, of a kind of the opposite of what generally people want. Like, you, you know, you, as they say, like, there's nothing really out there for, uh, penis reduction surgery. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating way to, to start the episode, but I think it's a fun way to start the episode. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, uh, y- you know, and like I say, it's fun getting back to this character, these characters that kind of turn up for one episode and, and you get to kind of watch their, their story. So yeah, I mean, I, I do really enjoy that. So we're going to follow this character through a few. And, you know, one of the cool things about this is it, it kind of extends out beyond him. You know, we kind of get into, you know, it kind of brings the Bradley Cooper character in and there's some fun stuff there. So yeah, I mean, I, I do like that it kind of extends out past him. He's not the only one. So yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I do like that. 
that, we kind of get through the credits, and um, we've got Kimba showing back up, um, and she has got Jenna at um, at, at the surgery, and you know, she wants um, Jenna's lips to be, th- she's got thin lips, so she wants, I guess it's collagen, I got a little bit confused between Botox and collagen, but by the end of the episode, it, yeah, I got it, that it, she wants um, her lips to be pumped up with collagen, because um, they're too thin, and you know, she wants her to be this baby model who's going to get all these contracts, and um, it, this feels very Kimba to me, it feels very in line with all of that um and yeah i mean it just everything kind of feels um like it it, it fits really well um and so you know what well, christian says no straight off the bat he says it's just you know basically not something he's going to do and, and um she can go and see somebody else about it kind of goes into a scene where sean and christian kind of discuss that and talk about liz's resignation um and you know like christian's already organized um some people to kind of step up and um and fill liz's position and, and all that kind of stuff so there's a few scenes here um i don't know quite what uh, you want to pick out of those ones but um it all feels like i think yeah it feels a bit more classic and and um and in in kind of the the theme and and the the spirit of the show a little bit more than potentially what we've seen in the last few episodes i guess i just really want you to say uh the following phrase nick thin villainous lips yeah, thin, thin, villainous lips. Thin, villainous lips. Thin, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching this episode with you in mind. Um, I, I don't want to be cruel to this baby, but I don't see why everyone goes crazy about this child being so like, oh, she's going to be the face of all these companies. She's a weird looking thing. Um, and I'm sorry that if like this baby's grown up to be, I mean, she'd be like 11 now or 10. Um, but I don't know, but it's, it's, I, I do kind of like how you've got almost classic Kimber here and the fact that, you know, we've, we've had bitch Kimber and I guess we kind of get bitch Kimber back, but this is kind of what Kimber is. She shows up with a sex doll. She shows up with Eden. She shows up with this. You know, she's always got a new plan to try and make things, you know, big in the world. And, um, the only thing is that I maybe don't like about this is just, again, how easily manipulated Christian is into going along with this. As soon as she starts saying, like, we weren't valued as children. All of a sudden, it's just kind of like, you know, oh, well, there you go. Um, that's just, uh, he's going to go along with it. But um, it does make for something a little bit interesting, I think, kind of, you know, this real taboo sort of thing that shouldn't be a thing of children getting, you know, Botox and things like that, which, I mean, I'm sure, again, this is based on real fact. This actually happens out there. Um, so there's that. And, yeah, obviously the uh the setup for a new anesthesiologist. Um and I do what does Sean say? <laughs> like, oh, I'll take through a look at this because what is it? Willingness to give blowjobs or something like that? Um so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean you kind of you kind of see where it's gonna go because you're obviously gonna assume that Sean's gonna be the one swayed, which obviously we're about to get to that. But um, you know, it's again it's it's nice setup. Again, I keep saying this, it kind of feels like classic nip tuck again. Yeah, I think so, and and um, a little bit of kind of role reversal as well is that you know kind of Sean gives gives Christian the hard time about you know he's going to interview because you know Christian will just choose somebody that um, he he can sleep with or whatever, and um, so you know we get the fun thing of it's Sean who ends up kind of getting um, getting seduced by by Teddy in, in this episode and, and the next few. So yeah, I think it's um, you know it's, that's a good kind of role reversal that we we're getting used to with Nip Tuck, and yeah, it does feel like a bit of a return to form in, in that way. But uh, yeah, I mean. 
let's let's not belabor the point anymore. We can kind of move on to this character who's going to be kind of important for um, the remainder of this season and definitely into next season. Um, and um, yeah, I think originally we kind of get this Teddy character, um, and I think you know straight away you kind of get the scene between her and Sean, and there's a lot of flirtation going on here. And um, you know she certainly doesn't look like your average anesthesiologist. You know she um, she looks like a bit of a badass, and she's got these tattoos and um, we get this whole thing where you know it, it turns into a role reversal and she's actually starts to interview Sean as you know whether she wants to to work here or not and so you get this kind of fun dynamic between the two of them and um, I think there's kind of instant chemistry between these two actors I think they just kind of bounce off each other really really well and kind of helps just build that instant rapport between them and so you I, I kind of just believe that straight away that it's kind of she's going to try and bring out Sean's worst instincts I guess and um, you know at times he's going to go along with it in the next few episodes and at times he's going to be really against it so um yeah i think it is just um just fun stuff i do like this character that we get straight away and um you know i think it's a, a solid introduction to um somebody who's going to be quite important to the show even though we're going to have a change in actress halfway through but uh, we don't need to worry about that right now well you're right in the fact that we don't need to worry about it now because i don't want to have to worry about it at all because this is when teddy's great <laughs> uh i love katie sackoff uh i think she's gorgeous and i just you know i really enjoy her in many ways, but I mean, I, I was never a Battlestar Galactica fan. I think that's kind of where she made it big for herself. But um, she was uh, in Twenty Four for a season. There it is again, bringing up Twenty Four. Um, uh, you know, Big Bang Theory. She's in, I think, a couple of uh, Howard's fantasies. I think playing herself. She's just she's kind of one of these ones who pops up every now and then in something. But um, I I really like this character at this point. I don't like what happens with this character when Rose McGowan comes in, and it's just. Ah, uh, we'll get to that next season because I, I, that's another thing up there with amnesia to me. Like when they have to recast a character, like I get sometimes it's, it's necessary because they want to keep the character and they can't keep the actor or the actress. Fair enough, but I don't know. It just doesn't work for me with this character. But we'll get to that. But we're at the good stuff right now. And yeah, you're right. There's just such chemistry between these two and. Um, you know, it's, it's not the first time that Sean's kind of, you know, the role reversal and being a Christian sort of thing, but this, he really kind of goes full out for it. And I, I do like the way that Teddy kind of gets him out of his element and kind of, you know, really pushes him to try new things. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I've kind of always said that about this part of the season. I think that I've always, you know, the one shining light to me about this horrible run of Nip Tark is Teddy, uh, Katie Sackoff Teddy. And sadly, we only get her for four episodes before Rose McGowan will come in next season. Yeah, and I guess probably to spoil my feelings on it a little bit, is I'm right there with you, but I'm I'm probably jumping off ship a little earlier than you because I, do, I don't like what they do with her in the finale of this. You know, we kind of get this real abrupt kind of change in the character right at the at the finale, and um, I kind of wish they'd left that until season six because it just feels out of place in that finale, and um, it actually feels out of place for the character at that point. But we'll we'll get there when we get there anyway. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know it's a it's a solid introduction, and I quite like the way it's shot. You know, we kind of get the close ups of her kind of. You know, playing with her hair and, and all that kind of stuff and I think it's you know some some good kind of um, cinematography I guess in terms of kind of setting up what Sean's seeing of her you know like we kind of get the kind of close-ups of different parts of her body and you kind of get that feeling that that's what Sean's looking at so I'm, I'm enjoying how they're kind of putting this together so looking forward to coming back to that later on but uh, well, then we do jump over and it's uh, Christian and, and Kimber and it's good to see those two back without you know somebody else in the room or whatever it might be and Kimber's looking really 
good in this kind of pinky, pinky salmon dress or whatever it is. And um, they're with these two agents and talking through what the options are for, for Jenna. And, yeah, I mean, these I, I find these two agents quite funny, but they go on about, you know, it's really important that she kind of um, gets what she needs to be successful. Otherwise, they're going to be in these waiting rooms with all these snotty kids. And um, Christian kind of get just loses the plot. And he's like, oh, well, I'll be a manager, you know. And, um, you know, typical Christian feels like he's just got the bravado to kind of do anything, really. And, um, yes, I, I like these two characters. We, you know, we don't get a, a huge amount out of them, but I think they kind of they do what you need them to do. They kind of come in and do that bit really well. So, yeah, they're, they're fun characters for what we get from them. It's another sort of one of these storylines that sadly is not really going to go anywhere, but um, it's kind of it's an interesting one. But, yeah, I, I really like the two Steves. I kind of think they're just fun. Uh, and they, they would be a couple of characters which I wish we kind of had gotten more of. They just kind of... I don't know, I like the dynamic that they have of each other and you kind of believe them as these sort of, you know, do-anything-what-it-takes agents sort of with these, you know, sketchy children and things. Well, not sketchy children, they're the sketchy ones getting the children into something sketchy. So, yeah, um, I, do, I do like the line. <laughs> what does Kimber say? Like, when they say, like, she'll get $10,000 a day and she'll like, I have to do anal for that kind of money. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a fun scene. And, yeah, like, as you said, Christian kind of just typically the way he sort of storms off and is like, I can do this, you know, don't worry, like... Christian being how he is, so yeah, I, it's it's and, and it, entertaining stuff. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you kind of, I, I, you do kind of side a little bit with Christian. He's like, you know, I'm I'm performing like really, you know, difficult surgery. How could I not just be able to do this? You know, this is nothing compared to what I do on a day to day basis. So it kind of fits with, with his character and his skill set. So yeah, no, I do I do really enjoy it. I like we get this kind of scene of them in the middle on the phone, and they, you know, um, it, it is really kind of overdone. Um, and you know, it, but that's part of the fun of this. You know, like you don't want to get too bogged down in the fact that this is a little bit over the top and silly because it's meant to be over the top and silly. So it's definitely not one of those things that I'm really unhappy about. So yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to come back there anyway. Uh, and then we go into um, a great scene. Bradley Cooper's back. I, I do need to start calling. Well, I probably don't because he's nearly done now, but um we, we've just fine. been calling Bradley Cooper the whole time, <laughs> yeah. And it's this whole this whole scene, and it takes a little while to kind of get to exactly what it's about because we kind of just cut in on it, and and you don't really realise what's going on. But it's um basically Bradley Cooper shooting the the Sean McNamara story, and it's you know it's done really cheesily, and it's supposed to be you know Sean in bed with uh, with Colling, this actress is who's trying to be Colling, and you know it's it's really over the top and silly, and um you know it, it is really really funny and you know, this kind of leads into um into bradley Cooper kind of showing it to to sean and and i love the line in here where he goes about oh what happened to christian's character and it's like oh we killed him off we didn't know what to do with his character which kind of cracks me up because you know we spent quite a bit of time talking about in the first half of the season that they kind of just didn't know what to do with christian so i do love the kind of it's a real meta reference so yeah i, I do really love these scenes i think bradley cooper just brings so much to this show um i wish he was a bigger character because he is a lot of fun and i do love these kind of you know it's sean reading the script and then it cuts to bradley cooper acting it out and yeah i think it's just it's really really fun it just brings that sense of joy and 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 you know the the laughter back to the show which we've been really missing i think so yeah i I do everything about this is just fun to me and it's nice to be back in a place where you're smiling kind of watching nip tuck it feels like it's been a little while since we've been kind of smiling and just enjoying this so i'm guessing you really enjoy this too absolutely it's brilliant it's so much fun and it's kind of sad that this is his last episode and he doesn't really get a huge closure point but i mean i guess kind of he just goes out of it the same way as a lot of people have this season he's kind of just there and you know then he's going to go but um 
yeah, this is just so much fun. And just like you know, I talked about, uh, you know, earlier this season when we're seeing hearts and scalpels and the uh, overacting that he does sort of, you know, on hearts and scalpels. So this is again, just his character, you know, such an overactor and just the way he does things, but it's hilarious. And I love kind of just, you know, how he's there and he's basically like over dramatizing everything when it comes to, you know, sleeping with Colleen and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And as you said, the killing Christian off. And I love also the way that Christian's like played by these like super fat, ugly guy. Um, so it's kind of, it's just, it's just so funny. And I just love Sean's reaction to it. So yeah, there's nothing absolutely not to love about this scene. It's so much fun. And Morgan Fairchild too. Yeah. Chandler's mum from Friends, among many other roles. Yes. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, she definitely looked familiar to me, but I couldn't really place where she was from. So I'm glad you were able to do that for me because, yeah, I think that that's really fun too, this kind of character that just comes in and, and can do these these couple of little scenes but really make them fun and, you know, kind of taking the Colleen character and we know what Colleen looked like and turn her into this kind of like, uh, you know, the sexy kind of secretary look to her. You know, it is really funny to me. I think they do that very, very well. So it is lots of fun. And ultimately we're kind of getting this thing where um, – Ultimately, Aiden. Oh, there you go. I've managed to call him my last name. Um, well Aiden. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. He he needs um, Sean sign off, obviously, to do the Sean McNamara story, and and Sean's pretty reluctant to give it. So that's kind of where we're leaving it. Um, and you yeah, were obviously going to come back to that. Um, and and you know, I think is, is it at this point or is it later in the episode where kind of um, Aiden's insinuating that Sean ruined his career because of what happened with um. Um, Eden in the trailer, which obviously got him fired from the, sh- the Hearts and Scalpel show, and, and again, this is a long way back, and we, and that's why we kind of get all that stuff previously on, I guess. Um, so yeah, we're kind of getting this build up that kind of Sean owes him one, at least in his mind, which is going to kind of lead to where we see him come back into the into the episode in a couple of scenes time. I think it's around about there when he's kind of just sort of blackmailing him slightly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to be a little bit more in-depth later on. But um, I, I like that also the bit, too, when he says, like, they replaced me with Ricky Schroeder on um on yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't he like a childhood star or something like that that basically comes well, in and is know. renowned for getting shows Jumping sounds, the Shark yeah. or something like that? Isn't that him? Yeah, it, it is one of those names that's familiar. I could probably just look it up if I wanted to, but uh, that would take time and effort, and you know, we're definitely not about time and effort around here, that's for sure. I think, I think um, Ricky Schroeder was actually yeah, on 24 we- as well. Like, I keep linking everything to uh, to Jurassic World, but I'm pretty sure, too, when, you know, back to our Survivor days, when I first interviewed Cass, um, that she said her childhood, like, you know, cheat guy that she could, you know, cheat in her husband with, and it didn't count, was like Ricky Schroeder or something like that. And we had a, I swear that was the one we're talking about. But anyway, like, just random little things there that when you hear that name out loud. Yeah, it is kind of funny. You kind of hear these names. I'm just, I'm just looked them up and, um, there's nothing kind of jumping out at me. The Champ, Black Cloud, The Earthling, NYPD Blue, those are his big, big, you know, at the top of his IMDb page. So nothing that's jumping out at me, but yeah, the name definitely familiar. So I suspect that that's somebody that you probably know, but you don't spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, anyway, I think we can move on and, and, uh, and head into this whole scene, which obviously the two actors talked, not two actors, the, um, the agents talked about, which was, you know, they're going to be in these, these waiting rooms with all these other snotty kids. And here we go. We see it and it's, uh, Christian and Kimber together. And this, this does feel a little bit like, 
an, an excuse to bring these two characters together that you probably didn't really, the story didn't really call for. But to be honest, I don't care because I just like the chemistry that these two have. So it's not something that bothers me at all. Um, I enjoy seeing these two back on the screen together. So yeah, and, and you know, they get turned down and obviously Christian thinks he's just going to walk in and flash a smile and, and get these, um, these execs to, to sign on, um, Jenna to be their model. And, and you know, they, they highlight the exact same point that she's got thin lips and, and that's not going to work out and um, yeah they, they kind of try their best don't they? they kind of overstep the mark to be honest and they kind of push their way in to start with and and they kind of very quickly get told no this is not going to work out and uh, yeah so I think that kind of sets us up again for what will happen next or will Christian kind of fold um, and, and give Jenna what what she kind of needs to be successful in this industry um, and yeah we shouldn't gloss over the fact that we're talking about cosmetic surgery or whatever you might consider collagen shots on a baby you know it is, it's ridiculous and in, in the extreme really so um, we probably glossed over that a little bit because it's you know it's nip tuck and, and storylines like that happen all the time but it, it's pretty extreme and yeah you can kind of see this is all set up to, to see if Christian can get pushed into something that he initially said no to which, going back to when we first met the Steves as well, uh, seeing all those, like, posters up on the wall of those children that just looks, like, absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. And, again, like as I said before, you know, sad fact is this is probably how it really is, uh, you know, in this sort of industry. But I do like it when, you know, they push in or, and, you know, they somebody, that other woman gets let in before them and the way they're just like, you're not with the Steves, are you? <laughs> so I thought the Steves didn't yeah. want them to do catalogue work. So anyway, but um, yeah, I, I just love how they keep saying she's got thin, villainous lips. I mean, my God, like, what is wrong with this world? I mean, I, I, I just don't understand how that can be a thing, like, when that's what people are looking for with a child. So... Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's very over the top, but, uh, you know, again, as I said, like, I'm sure this is probably how it actually works. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to come back there. Uh, we then head into uh, Manny Skerritt's surgery scene, and this is where we get a little bit more of, of Sean being kind of tempted into bad behaviour by by um by Teddy here and so so we're about to go into the surgery and they start taking photos of his dick basically and I, I do love that we kind of get uh, Linda in here getting a few lines which is always really fun um yeah, so that's really good you know because Linda was kind of quite closely tied to to Liz I guess and so it's quite nice to have her without Liz kind of getting some lines and having her own character so that's a lot of fun and you know we get a few funny lines about you know something about Namaste Namaste at home all day and play or so you know something weird like that which was quite funny um so you know there's some really good things obviously this is where aiden kind of just bursts his way and good old uh, uh mcnamara troy um reception staff again just letting this guy kind of wander in i you know i don't know if there was a story reason why he would be there if he has just kind of wandered in um sean kind of says no uh, Aiden kind of loses the plot, and uh, yeah, it, it's one of those, you know, kind of again, it's some setup, but it's some fun stuff. Um, I do like the whole thing of Sean kind of starts us out being saying, No, this is unethical, and then you know, Teddy basically talks him into getting the photo, and he's quite happy to, doesn't take a lot of convincing, really, does he? So, yep, it's all kind of um, some nice setup scenes here. Um, I enjoy the kind of Bradley Cooper, like, you know, having a meltdown at the end and kind of throwing the scrubs off. It's all, it's all fun stuff. Um, it's pretty light, and but still kind of setting up some, some good stuff here, so. Yeah, it, it, it's these are all really fun scenes, I think. Great use of music as well with Oh Yeah by Yellow. Of course, if you're a Ferris Bueller fan, everybody will know that song. Um, but I also, I've used that song uh, quite often because that's the uh, 
a song I use in one of my little uh, pre-title credit film things when I do my stupid little movies. So uh, I love that song. Um, but I love Ferris Bueller. Hopefully coming soon to the Oz Network. But yeah, it's it's fun. And, you know, I do like kind of just how this has changed completely from Liz. There's no way in hell this would have ever happened with Liz. So all of a sudden it's just kind of yeah. that way. Um, and I love Linda's line there when they're talking about like, the the penis size and she's like nah, stay home at night and day and play with that thing or something like that the way she kind of says that yeah. line um so yeah it's it's all kind of fun and um go and fault bradley cooper's character as well as you said like just the way he kind of overacts it i just love the way he's like getting the photo and then he's just like oh let me get one of me putting my lips on it wait a minute that'll make me look gay <laughs> just, yeah so funny. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so wrong on so many levels, but it is also just a lot of fun to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. And uh, yeah, then we kind of move on. It's, uh, there's a lot of kind of quick scenes here, and, and um, this is kind of one of the key scenes of this episode, though, because this is, you know, obviously Christian and Kimber come back to the office after the whole debacle with um, with Jenna not going well, and, you know, they have a further debate about whether or not they're going to do the collagen, and Christian looks like he's right on the edge of doing it. Um, and basically, the way the scene is presented, and we're obviously going to talk more about this towards the end of the episode, but uh, he kind of says he can't do it, walks out, leaves the, the you know the collagen there and, and we kind of see Kimber pick it up and and that's kind of where the scene cuts and then the next scene is uh, later on with the two Steves and celebrating that Jenna's um, you know got this deal for the Burberry prams which is a nice little callback I remember Burberry yeah. being discussed uh, earlier on with Wilbur so uh, nice to kind of get that uh, that kind of callback to that and yeah so that's kind of uh, again we're, we're going to get um, another scene to kind of finish that little bit off later on but uh, yeah, I think it's quite skillfully done when we when we think about how we're going to see that scene from a different uh, kind of perspective at the end of the episode so yeah it's a quick scene kind of gives you some information but it's also quite skillfully cut together I think and I think it's done in a way that you don't suspect anything that has gone on that's different you kind of just assume oh yeah kimber being kimber you know she's gonna do it uh you know i'm sure there's probably a few people questioning like well hang on a minute how can she do this and get away with it to a baby like you know you've got to be certainly trained in in aspects of doing it but she kind of seals it off well later on when she says like hey i've injected myself how many times over the years so yeah i think yeah. it's 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 cleverly done because yeah as i said you have no inkling of what's going to happen later on in the episode with this twist yeah, yeah. So I think I think it is great. So and it's nice to be getting back to. We shouldn't really having to be to praising the show for doing the basics well, but given that they haven't done it all that well in the last few few episodes, it is nice to to kind of point out when I think things are being done well. So yeah, he, here is a good example of that. Uh, we then move into the next scene, which is um, we are back with Manny post surgery. Seems to be doing a lot of moving around for a guy that's had his penis um, um, re- reduced in size. I don't. Think that you'd be able to do that kind of yoga, you'd be in a bit of pain. But let's not split too many hairs. Obviously, Aiden comes to see him. Kind of, what is going on with the with the security here at, at <laughs> McNamara Troy? Well, I don't think I'll ever get my head around that. Um, but basically, he he tells Manny that they took these photos. Um, you know, which which is basically you know that that he could get something out of this and he, he could sue them and blah 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 blah. And he says, yeah, I'm going to get a lawyer and all that kind of thing. I think probably one of the biggest problems here is that there's no proof of this really, is yeah. there? So. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is there's a bit of a, a kind of logic gap here that he couldn't just kind of go after them like this. But um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's not one of those things that annoys me too much. And we get a kind of you know a few scenes here. That, you know, we kind of get Christian kind of fires goes to fire Teddy as well. So we probably want to stop and talk about that a little bit. But uh, these scenes all kind of working for you. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting setup because it's kind of... We know Aiden's play here is obviously to get um, Sean on board uh, with the story, but I don't get how, at the end of the day, it kind of um, relates back to Sean. Like, I mean, shouldn't Aiden go to Sean first and say, like, hey, I saw you take those photos, I'm going to go tell him unless you do this? Um, so I, I don't know how he says to Manny, like, hey, you should sue them and at the same time, make him do my story. Uh, but I, I do kind of like, you know, again, Bradley Cooper's lines when he's like, uh, you know, I'm not really a doctor. And it's like, who are you? And it's like, come on, dude, get a TV. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, just, you know, thinks that everyone should know who he is. And I just think it's, it's kind of funny the way he does that. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all good. I mean, it's just, it's sad that this is kind of, you know, leading up to the last bits of Bradley Cooper. I'm just sad to keep thinking that we're not going to see him anymore on the show. Yes, yeah, it is one of those things, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and, and then we, um, I, I think one of the things too is that a, a great job and a very lucrative job would be, uh, to be McNamara and Troy's lawyers because there seems to be an awful lot of malpractice going on. Like, it the, the, the feels like the, their lawyer would be engaged in a lot of work. Um, so, yep, I think that that would have been quite a fun little offshoot maybe if we'd seen, um, you know, these guys at the lawyer or, or had an in-house lawyer that kind of turns up quite often. That would have been maybe a fun element to bring into the show. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, we kind of, kind of get the, the whole thing of these guys back at home. Um, you know, they're kind of talking it out, and uh, yeah, and Christian's unhappy. Uh, you know, I guess he, and Sean kind of feels like he Christian's resentful of Sean having fun and, and enjoying himself. And um, there's not much to that scene. But, and then it kind of it, it turns into Matt comes over and stabs Christian with a needle. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> that feels a bit extreme, even for Matt. That feels a little bit out of character. Um, but yeah, kind of stabs him with this needle which is obviously, you know, symbolic of the fact that um, he thinks that Christian has gotten Jenna's lips done and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we get this kind of fun scene where they kind of call Kimber up on the phone and it's on speakerphone and they're all there. And we, and she kind of plays out the full story that, you know, she actually did, did it herself and, and Christian had nothing to do with it. Um, and, you know, she doesn't care. She's done what she needed to do. And, yeah, I think that it, it, it's all quite good stuff. Um, yeah, I do think that the, the overreaction is, is a bit too much for me. Um, he does apologise, I suppose. That, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that an apology would, would really cut it for me if somebody stabbed me in, in the arm with a needle. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, again, it's nice to see Matt back. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that it's it, it's good fun. And, you know, we, then we get back to kind of bitch Kimber that's basically going on about Matt can't afford child support and all that, so he should be happy. And, you know, his daughter's earning more than he ever will and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm enjoying bitch Kimber. I think she's um, she, she's a good addition to the show. I actually don't mind the whole bit when uh, Matt stabs him. I just kind of think it's kind of it works. It just kind of comes out of nowhere and you're kind of sitting in to punch him or something like that. But um, I love Christian's reaction. He just kind of looks at his arm like, what the hell? Like, can we go back to season one when he's like, you know, getting stabbed in various places in the pilot episode and how much that's hurting yeah, him. Yeah. So he's uh, he's come a long way. But uh, I also just back, I, yeah, I do like the, the scene in the lunchroom with Teddy, the way she's kind of like going on and standing up to Christian because, again, it's, it's rare for somebody to kind of work there or kind of be associated with Sean who looks that way and not, you know, even remotely have any sort of interest in Christian. You know, we talked a lot about that back in season two with Ava. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to kind of have someone like that. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I like the bitch side of Kimber here. Like, sometimes I felt like in the last few times I've seen Kimber, it's been a little bit too much. But, 
you know, I think it, it's a good payoff with Kimber, given that we know what the twist is going to come. So, yeah, and she's got, you know, great props to Kelly Carlson, too, with just her acting, you know, the way she's kind of, like, standing up to Matt and kind of, like, I'm going to sue you. And, like, as you said, you know, she's made more in 18 months than you have in your entire life. So, yeah, it's all pretty dramatic, tense stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and, and then we kind of move into this next scene, which is, um, I, I do love this, it's the um, the kind of classic um, Sean aggression kiss, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but first we kind of get, Sean's on the, he's in his office with Teddy and um, gets a phone call from Aiden that basically they want to sell him the rights to, uh, they want to um, buy the rights, I guess, to the movie, the Sean McNamara movie for 300000 and 50000 for Sean to be a consultant. And, and you know, she's kind of talking it through to him. It's like, what, you know, just, just take it. And, you know, basically it's probably never going to see the light of day anyway and get get them get a script writer to come and rewrite it and you know you should kind of just chill out and kind of follow and do it you know don't be so buttoned down you'll actually uh you know say something about you know you should go and talk to manny because you both like blowing yourself and all this kind of thing so and then yeah we kind of get into this kind of argument sean kind of acts all pouty and, and grumpy and then um ends up kind of like just like yeah just aggressively hooking into um into teddy which is a bit of a sean move i think i don't know if you agree with that but it seems to be something he does all the time when we saw him do it with julia just last episode or the episode before whenever it was so yeah it is something that uh he, he seems to do quite a lot so yeah i mean we've been building up some some tension between these two for a while and um yeah it, it, well, a while this episode i guess but you know what i mean it, it feels like this is a natural conclusion to where we were at the start of the episode and kind of sets us up for a fun little arc over the next couple of episodes as well yeah i agree and it's kind of it's interesting sean's always got his like aggressive side to him if he's not punching people he's nearly sort of just getting aggressively sexual i don't know how to say that but um yeah. yeah it's i mean it's you said at the beginning of the episode there's chemistry between these two that really really works so i mean it's kind of not rushed into it we knew this is going to kind of happen with these two but um yeah i mean it's it's all enjoyable stuff at the moment yeah and um it just yeah it just feels like it's one of those things sometimes this kind of tension between these two characters needs a couple of episodes before it feels real. Um, but this one just feels natural. It feels like we didn't really need to, to kind of build this up anymore. Just, yeah, I mean, Sean's kind of not been involved with anybody really for a little while. So, um, it just feels pretty natural. So yeah, I'm, I'm going along with it. Uh, within head over and, and Aiden's in a, in a neck brace, this big, one of those big ones that's kind of around his head, like holding his head in position and, you know, it tells this whole kind of story about how he had a car crash or a bike crash or whatever the hell it is. And, um, yeah. And, and then we kind of, uh, yeah, we kind of get the whole, the whole thing about, yeah, he was spent too much time with Manny and was trying to, uh, give himself a blowjob and basically broke his neck which is feels like a, a fitting end for the bradley cooper character really and it, it kind of just feels really um you know in, in sync with it with the character so yeah basically he's he's come to see these guys because when he gets the the head brace off he's going to have these scars on his head from the the bolts that are kind of holding in place so he's going to need some surgery to, to do something about that so yeah it, it all feels in place um an enjoyable little scene and yeah it's a it's an interesting way to say goodbye to this character but it feels pretty true he is and i like how he wants a penis enlargement so he can what taste the nectar um, oh just... yes yeah sorry I, for, I forgot the key part of that yes yeah, yeah it's so funny but yeah it's sad like just we, we you know we, we know he's going to go on to much bigger things from this moment on bradley cooper but he was just you know maybe the most enjoyable part of this season or one of the most enjoyable parts of this season so i'm glad they brought him back uh, at least once in the second half of the uh the season 
I, you know, I can't imagine there's many people kind of think of Bradley Cooper and think about Nip Tuck. It's probably just you and me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do really enjoy that. I think it's, um, it, it's fun that, that he's got a few fans out there for his work on Nip Tuck. And even if it's just you and me and, and maybe some of our listeners, then, um, he's, he's got a little army there of, of, um, of Aiden Stone, is it Stone? Aiden Stone fans, whatever it is. Um, yeah, but anyway, then that we kind of transition quickly into the scene of him on the table and we kind of get the reverse, obviously, of the Manny situation where, um, we find out Aiden's got a very small penis, and and um, so they want to get these photos, which basically Sean's going to use as insurance in case anything goes wrong with the movie. So that kind of feels like a a pretty fun thing here. I do I do also like that this feels like we're now at the the stage where uh, we've got iPhones now, and uh, we're using them to to kind of take photos. This feels like probably the start of that. We hadn't really um, seen much of that beforehand. We were still using flip phones, so yeah, we've kind of made that transition, I guess, into into the iPhone era. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then that kind of transitions out into this kind of scene with uh, Sean on the back of, of um, Teddy's motorbike and they're off and he's having a good time. And, you know, we'll, I think I'll just stop and talk about anything you want to talk about there before we, we go into the final scenes. What are they saying about, like, he's like a blueberry with you no know, two blueberries with a cocktail weenie or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when they're kind of, yeah, like threatening to, you know, take some photos so they can blackmail him. So... You know, I mean, it's it's one something that you obviously never hear about again, but it's kind of is one of these things where you don't really need to hear anything about it again. I think from that point, but um, yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, but uh, you know, it's kind of giving us more with Teddy and kind of moving along with uh with Sean basically. And I I don't know if you mentioned there or um kind of alluded to just with Sean on the motorbike as well. Um, you know, it's kind of it's a fun little bit when he's got his arms out and just kind of like letting it loose. I kind of like that bit there with Sean. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and it, it, it kind of feels like we're we're exploring Sean doing something a bit different, and and I'm always in favour of trying something something new with Sean. So yeah, it, it's good fun, and uh, yeah, and then we kind of go into our final kind of couple of scenes here for this this um, episode, and it's um, I do like this kind of what feels like quite a little tender moment between Christian and Jenna, and we do kind of forget that this is actually his granddaughter, and um, we probably haven't really explored that all that much. Um, so I do like that we've got this kind of moment, and you know. I think um, Christian does a great, sorry, you know, Julie McMahon does a great job with just, you know, not a lot to work with here, just this baby. And you do kind of sell that he, you know, he is really um, remorseful of what he's done and, and, you know, has these feelings of love for his granddaughter. And, you know, he's, he just sells that in kind of his facial expressions, which is a great thing about him as an actor. Um, then we kind of, you know, get these kind of cutscenes back um, where we, we basically find that, um, basically, you know, we, we cut back on where that scene was, where Christian kind of goes to leave Kimber kind of picks it up and, 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 and screws it up by putting the collagen in the wrong place so Christian has to come in and kind of you know actually fix the work that Kimber's done to Jenna to kind of get it looking right and so he was a part of the whole thing um, he kind of says you know you were never here and by the time I turn around I want you gone type of thing so it's um, he's been compromised in this whole thing I think it's a sweet little kind of story for Christian and, and kind of you, know, you just see that kind of regret in him and, and in his facial reaction so I really really like what we get here it's it's nice stuff I think the only thing that kind of takes away from me is it just it feels a little bit disingenuous because Wilbur's never ever present you know like it just feel like 
um, it, it's hard to kind of buy that Christian has these really, really strong feelings for Jenna as his granddaughter when we just never see Wilbur. You know, that's one of those things that just annoys me a little bit. I, you know, not I'm, not that I'm saying he's incapable of, of having love and affection for, for two children at the same time, but it just feels a, a little bit kind of out because we haven't really seen him connect with Jenna before. But um, I, I do really like it. I think it's, it's well done. It's a nice little reveal at the end of the episode, and it's also got some emotional hooks. So kind of hits all my sweet spots when I'm watching Nip Tuck, really. He's got Jenna, he's got Matt, he's got um, Wilbur, he's got Emmy, or whatever her name is, you know, so like, you know, whoever <laughs> yeah. pops up for a convenient plot line every now and then. But yeah, it's a great twist. Again, it's something that I don't think you'd see coming at all, as I said before. So it's done really well. Um, so yeah, I like kind of how that happens. And the one thing which I, I really like sort of, you know, is that creepy sort of baby music that they play in this episode uh, every time they're yeah. kind of talking about it. Um, it's just, you know, something that, again, that kind of just comes and goes really quickly, you know, it's, I mean, it's, to me, it's maybe just a one episode arc, we don't really need to mention it again, um, or if you are, I'll explore it more, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said at the end, I think it kind of, it works, and it's, it's a good way to end out the episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, it's nice to kind of get back to a few emotional beats with Christian that it feels like he's all his emotion and his energy has been directed inwardly because of the whole cancer thing, which is totally understandable. But it's nice to see Christian get back to being a bit more, you know, seeing those human emotions in him that, you know, he does care about other people. And um, I just really enjoy that. So it's a nice little kind of kicker on the episode for me. I think everything kind of works here really, really well. Yeah. yeah, I, I enjoy it. It is good stuff. So I think probably we don't need to talk too much more about this. We can kind of go into how we're going to rank this episode and rate this episode. So I'm going to turn over to you first because I think this could be uh, an interesting, potentially surprising one. So um, I'll, I'll let you lead us out on this. Well, I didn't think I was going to do this again, did I? But uh, I am going to buy it. I mean, I think it's it, it's too enjoyable not to, and it's kind of interesting to... To think that, uh, you know, we were ever going to be uttering these words again. I mean, who knows? Season 6, again, is one that I block out from my memory, and there could be a couple of gems in there that surprise me. I don't think so, but who knows? Um, so, yeah, I think there's enough in this to warrant seeing again. And, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper shines in this episode. I think kind of just the stuff with, um, you know, Manny's great as well. So, um, yeah, I, I actually enjoy this episode, so I'm going to buy it. And... Uh, I've actually ranked this on my overall list, if I can find it in front of me, uh, 43rd out of 78 episodes. So uh, just uh, ahead of the halfway point there. So kind of just, yeah, bang in the middle, really. Uh, yeah, so that kind of feels about right, I think, for me. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, it's funny because I think I wasn't expecting to either. I kind of watched this and, and kind of had to sit on it in terms of what I thought because there is some stuff in it that I'm not crazy about. There's, you know, some stuff just feels like motivations aren't quite right. Um, but ultimately, I think we get some really good stuff. We get, you know, the main character of the episode is good. I think the stuff between Christian and, and Kimber is really good. Um, just remind us of what, what Julian McMahon can do when the chemistry is right. Um, I think the introduction of, of a new character in Teddy is, is delivered well. Um, so there's plenty to enjoy there. There's lots of humour in this one without being stupid. Like when I think about the one with Coco a few episodes ago, like that was just stupid comedy. Whereas I think this is kind of a lot more kind of deftly done, I suppose you would say. And, and so it kind of works. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of went backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, but 
ultimately I, I'm happy to give it a buy and I think I've probably given worse episodes a buy um, which is not a good reason to do it but I, I do think this one there's plenty in it and there's definitely enough to, to tip it over into the buy category so yeah like you I wasn't really expecting to do that but um, no, I've been pleasantly surprised that not everything in the second half of the season has been absolutely terrible I think one of the things that we've talked about is potentially why this episode worked is because the Liz storyline is completely absent and unfortunately it's not going to stay that way as we move forward we move into the next episode which um, has some Liz stuff in it um, not a huge amount but the stuff in it is, is there um, the char- the main character we get for the next one is a, a really really interesting one for me and um, there's a lot of despair in the next episode and um, I think the next one really talks about almost like a loss of hope and so it's quite a depressing episode in a lot of ways but it's also um, a really sweet episode in some ways as well and I think that the main the titular character is kind of like horrifying in some ways in terms of how he looks but also um, you know a really sad story so I'm actually looking forward to talking about next next week. I, I, I don't guarantee it'll be another buy. Um, it might be, but I, I think there's definitely some interesting stuff to touch on. So it's not one I'm dreading talking about, and that's not something I can always say about uh, the second half of season five of NipTuck. Well, I honestly thought that, uh, you know, watching a lot of it, I was maybe going to be on a way to a on a buy, but uh, who knows, maybe I will be. No, there's, there's stuff in it that comes back, mainly the list stuff that kind of does weigh it down. But, um, yeah, it's still... Um, there's actually some entertaining parts in the next episode, and, yeah, the, the titular character's great, and just kind of some of the other stuff that comes around with it. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's, it's one of these sort of bipolar ones that we've uh, gone over a lot, I feel, this season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so until we get there, it's um, it's been fun talking about a, a Nip Tuck episode and enjoying talking about Nip Tuck because it hasn't always been the case. So it's nice to kind of be back in, in that space, even if it's only just a brief stop. But uh, I guess we'll find that out as we go forwards. Um, but until then, um, you can follow us on all the usual social media platforms, be it Twitter or um, or uh, what's the other one? Facebook. Yeah, there's Facebook, only two. Yes. I can only remember you one of them, which is slightly it. concerning. Yeah, yeah, Stitcher Radio, um, like, you know, give us those, those ratings on iTunes because we're always keen to hear what you have to say. Um, always enjoy your feedback if you've got any for us. But, uh, until we get to episode 20, um, I'm Nick and, uh, where's my quote? You're a stupid wimp just like your pathetic son. And my name is Ben and I'm just going to go bird dog it with my Grays bro, Paddy D. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.